Welcome to the Toni Morrison Book Club Book Club. I'm Sophia. I'm Molly. And today we're going to be discussing three chapters of our book, the Toni Morrison Book Club. This includes Not Today, Mother Beep, Why Black Folks Go Crazy, and Judah's Secret. So to start off our discussion, we have our first question, which is about the first chapter, Not Today, Mother Beep. And our question is, what do we think about this chapter? Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I thought, I thought that this chapter was, um, interesting and in how it kind of like, like when I was taking notes on it, the notes that I was taking was kind of how it was saying how, when interesting, it talked about like black women and giving birth and how their black women aren't really safe in healthcare, especially at that time, it was not a safe time. And one interesting fact that I got from it was like a lot of black women would like do home births and it was common because doctors like would not do, like proceed helping them with their birth or like it wasn't possible for black women to like afford the costs, the expenses for having a kid at a hospital at the time. And I thought that was like so interesting because I think that's just like, the unsafeness for black women in healthcare has like carried out to like even now, like you're still hearing like situations that are happening. So I thought that was really interesting and like sad. Yeah. I I went into like this chapter with a little bit of like background knowledge about like uh labor and delivery with like I know a doula, like my neighbor became a doula, was like the right. baby when I was young. Um and my mom works in labor and delivery as a resuscitation nurse. So, like, I know a little bit about, like, hospital births, I guess, and, like, C stuff. But, like, there's this whole other, like, section of, like, home birthing that I don't really know anything about. And I just thought it was, like, really interesting. Because, like, in recent years, too, I've been doing a lot more reading about, like, systems of inequality and all that. And how the healthcare system like isn't geared to support black women right medical textbooks are based on like white people Uh, i was reading this like twitter thread the other day about um this textbook that was talking about how to notice a symptom of something and it was like talking about how on your skin you can like see like red dots or whatever and someone and the the person who i think was black too was like well like well, what are you supposed to look for when you're looking at Black people? Because you're not going to see red dots. Right. This is a huge oversight in this medical textbook that is training, like, doctors to go into the medical field. And, like, why aren't we noticing these oversights and fixing them? And it just speaks to, like, whole systems and histories of inequalities and hospitals not being, like, meant to support black people and black women especially when they're giving birth and that's why a lot of like black women as you said like do more home births than hospital births because there's just that uncertainty of like if they'll actually receive the care they need in a hospital yeah totally yeah I read I read some stuff about like the seeing things on skin too and I would like a bit ago and I was like oh my god like I don't know it's just crazy but that's even like I don't know. Yeah, just crazy. <laughs> scary enough without worrying if your doctors will actually care what happens to you. Because yeah, like, damn, that's scary. Um, and then that was just one section of the first chapter. There was also the bit where she was talking about like how her experiences as a mother 
made her realize when she was like reading Beloved, like how it changed her perspective when she was reading it, because she's been teaching it for years as right. like a professor in university, and how she always like never really understood how the the mother and Beloved could kill her children or she kills one of her children I, I don't think she gets to kill the other I think she stopped before she can do it but um but she never understood how like she could do that but she's like as a mother now I realize that I could kill my child if I had to and that was just like really deep and I was like oh wow because that like it hit I like it I think it opens with that too yeah like, the, after she's like I could kill my child and not in the way that some people say when their kids leave their socks on the floor but like if I had to and it came down to it I could do it I was like holy shit part of yeah. my language but <laughs> <laughs> yeah very very intense a lot of these topics in the book are very much like it's very it's like very like oh how do I say like very open very much not like sugarcoating like we're getting like the truth the real story like point like yeah exactly like every point is yeah exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) okay um our next chapter was about the bluest eye it was called why black folks go crazy uh and our discussion question is how did the bluest eye make connections to mental health in the black community Okay. Uh, okay. Um, sorry, I have to look at what I wrote down because I'm like, it's like I'll forget what happened in the chapter. Okay. Not writing anything down. <laughs> Just remember off the top of your head as you start speaking. <laughs> okay. So I think it uh, a lot of that like some things that I had wrote down, so it talks about like mental health in the black community and just like from knowledge already, you know, a lot of like older, like black children when their kids like have like depression or like uh, anxiety or like anything, mental health issues. Like I've heard stories of how it's really difficult to like to express that because parents will just be like this, like, like I've heard that there's this like, idea that like I don't have black parents even though I'm black but there's this idea that like black parents don't they're not they don't believe that their kid could like be depressed and I think that it's just honestly that can go like so deep into like into history from like their parents like treating them the same way from their parents their parents and honestly honestly it could probably go all the way down to like when like their ancestors were slaved and like the generational trauma that has been brought down to the fact that Michael. yeah and the fact that like a lot of like black parents will like hit hit their kids you know a lot of that can be like generational trauma and just like how they were brought up which I think is just like it's really interesting but also I think it's like it's something that this generation of black people are trying to kind of like like break through and like not continue that with like their kids in the future so that's what this like section about that's not really about what the book talked about but it's like what was brought up for me from what the book talked about it talked about how like as you said the not believing your child actually has issues with like mental illness and depression anxiety um 
and I just like that connects with like a lot of because like a lot of people our age do have like I know people with anxiety I know people with depression and I know people who are being treated for both of those things they have meds that help them a lot and like just not being able to get the treatment you need because we also talked about again how the medical field isn't geared to help black people and it also feeds into that yeah totally when your parents don't believe you have an issue and even if they do you might not get treated properly for that issue because the whole healthcare system is geared towards white people it's just it just makes everything worse on top of like trauma that a lot of people have yeah from being black in america which is traumatic and it's just like they talked about that and they talked about uh Piccola in the bluest eye and how she believed that she had blue eyes and how uh the person reading it the narrator uh maybe Cassandra might have been yeah we think (laughs) there was one of them (laughs) um uh and how she like when her boyfriend gave her the book for the first time she didn't hi okay um how she didn't make the connection that Piccola had like lost it a bit now she was like I didn't get the ending and her boyfriend told her like Piccola went crazy like she was hallucinating she yeah like and how she didn't make that connection uh until her boyfriend told her and how she like it connected to her thinking that black people couldn't go crazy and how there's the joke that like they don't have time for that and how it kind of just like brushes off all this stuff. It's like, you don't have time to like deal with your feelings and your own issues to like practice self-care. And I just thought that was like really interesting. Did I write, I think I wrote notes about this chapter too and how they were talking about like wanting to be white and like how when like Nicola wanted blue eyes and how they dress up as like white actresses and whatever. and they're talking about being kids and like running around outside without like those burdens and pressures of society. Um, one of the quotes that I wrote down was, we were living in our bodies instead of looking at them. And another one, we were free from mirrors and every burden that lay inside them. And I like, I had to like pause when I heard that quote. I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna write that down. Cause I was like, yeah, as kids, a lot of us aren't thinking about what we look like. And like, even me, like, I don't have all this layers of like society telling me I shouldn't look the way that I look because of my skin color. But like, even I developed a little bit of an issue around like my size as a kid, like growing up. And like, I can't even imagine like all those added layers of society telling me I should look a different way. Like I had to like fight real hard to like get over not being skinny and like, like if like damn this was it was rough and if there were more stuff like I don't know if I could do that like yeah yeah so I wrote that down because I was like damn I miss when like our bodies were just things that we used to like do stuff right they were just getting us around they were just like you should care about how you look and I was like well okay I guess we're doing this now right it was like (laughs) 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 
Anything else to add to I don't, the lowest I don't, eye? I don't think so. I don't have anything. Okay. Um, our final chapter was really short. It's, I think, actually an intro to another chapter. Uh, it's called Judah's Secret, which is about Judah. Um, and our question for this one uh, is uh, about how Morrison brings white people into her story. Okay, so we kind of like talked a little bit about this, like a little before when we were coming up with this question, but I don't know, you kind of spoke on this, so I don't want to like snatch words like out of your mouth. It's like the same purpose. You want me to go then? Sure, yeah. Okay, so uh, the role of white people in Morrison novels. I can only speak about The Song of Solomon because that's the Morrison novel that I actually read and we talked about in my AP Lit class. And we did actually talk about like the role white people play in Morrison novels, like um, in this class. And we talked about how Morrison kind of subverts the norm of like when white writers write their books, they'll like include one really minor character that they'll mention is black one time so they can like say that there's black people in their book and then never do it again. Um, and how Morrison kind of subverts that vocab word subvert yeah. um <laughs> and like there are very few white people in her books and um like in song of solomon i think there is like two two white characters maybe like i can only think of like one solidly off the top of my head mm -hmm. and that's just, like corinthian's boss who like represents the like double standard of the like white liberals or something. Um, but like there aren't a whole lot of white people in her books because her stories are primarily about black people and black stories and black communities and the relationships between black people. It isn't about like white people, it's black stories. And I think it's really important to have black stories that aren't like just about white people so yeah yeah you go I, yeah i was just gonna say i haven't read any tony morrison book except for this one you know so i haven't really seen it but from what like you've said and what i've thought about it seems like she doesn't like bring white people into the story unless they like need to be it yeah. needs to be to have, like be part of the story part of like what happened to like get like help explain you know what I mean and I think that's great because it's like I don't know like she's not bringing it white people into story when it's like not necessary yeah. like she's really is like highlighting the black black people's stories and like what's happening in the story and yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense and I think it's like really important that like the way she writes in like Song of Solomon it isn't solely about like the trauma caused by white people it's about all these other issues in this community and all this other like trauma like because it isn't just caused by white people like that's a huge huge factor and it plays in a lot with like how Macon dead senior junior Macon dead the first milkman's dad I think there's like three of them and I get confused as to which one's which milkman's dad has a lot of issues that feed into the way he raises his son because his father was murdered by white people. And that plays a role, but that's not Milkman's only issues. 
he has issues surrounding his mother and his best friend who joins like a terrorist group and there's like so much stuff going on that isn't impacted by white people and i think it's important to tell those stories too and to yeah. just like simplify it down to like one sole thing like there's there's many issues that are all feeding in and i think it's important to tell those stories too yeah totally it's a really good book i liked it a lot i really liked like more like in the second half of the well the end of the first half really like because the the lead is a man but he has two sisters who like call him out a little bit on his bullshit they're like like step the fuck up start respecting women right as they should as you should and it's really interesting i'm really excited to read the song of solomon chapter yeah yeah i'm excited too okay do you have anything else we want to i'm good okay we are the tony morrison book club book club next week we will be reading an amount of chapters that we have not yet decided uh-huh. we'll let you know when we start our podcast the next time <laughs> um okay Bye. Bye. <laughs>